Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 28, sponsored by Nobody Sons Fan here with the great... Cinderman, how are you, friend? Cinderman, I'm good. Cinderman, I'm more awake today than the other days. That's because I went to bed earlier. Wow, it's it's amazing what that'll do. There for was your a body. Cor- there was a correlation, yeah. But still, it's probably also the out of the last many days. It might be the day I slept the most, and I was still tired. But oh. it was better, even though it's early. So I'm glad weird. you're rested because we're gonna My need life your is energy. Very hard. Yeah, I'm. We need. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped today. Cinderin energy pumped, for sure. Pumped Remember, to guys, talk about fucking Popeye's chicken sandwich. Sorry hey, for the spoiler. No All spoilers. Right. For God's sake, Cinderin. <laughs> That's the most important part of the podcast, but first, of course, as usual, guys, remember you can find the podcast basically every single Tuesday unless something big comes up for either one of us. So far, it's only been me. Cinder has just been at home, no lifing for the past six months that we've been doing this podcast. He hasn't missed one yet. Incredible. Uh, so let's get started, Cinder, with a little... I don't know if this is an announcement. This is more for people that are watching live and for people that watch within the first... 10 hours that we release this podcast, we today will be doing a Reddit AMA at 11 a.m. PST 20 CET. Isn't that right, yes, Cinder? That is correct. That would be in nine and a half hours from now. Why, why would you say that? From well, right most, now, if you're watching live. <laughs> you know that most people will not be watching or listening live, yeah. so just stick to the time zones, okay? But then you guys can, can go uh, on timebuddy.com. Yeah, but they, we already told them that. It's just a little bit of extra info, a little bit now, of a, a bonus. I will say, if if something crazy happens where we know that, like if Outlander's patch somehow comes out today, we will not be doing a red AMA. But barring anything crazy, uh, we thought it would be fun to kind of... I mean, we haven't really... Let's be honest. You and I have not done a great job at advertising this podcast, despite the numbers being very good and actually very pleased overall, despite, you know, like I said, us not doing jack shit. But Reddit uh, is probably a little bit of an untapped resource. And I thought it would be fun to do an... I've been wanting to do an AMA for years, actually. It's Oh, you've never done one. I'm trying to remember. If I have, it might have been like the first, like when Dota Cinema first was a thing. So I it's think been... I've done one once. Really? Wow, look at you. Yeah. That's impressive. I think so. But now you're making me doubt it, too. I think I did one a wow. long time ago. That was very memorable that neither of us <clears throat> remembered at this point. But uh, yeah, it <laughs> yes. should be fun. Uh, I'll be answering things all day as I work. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have fun with that one. I don't know about you, Cinder, because you're mm-hmm. probably going to sleep like five hours after. But I'll be answering. Yeah, okay. something like that. Okay, it's good. So, I mean, there's going to be plenty of questions then. So yeah, should be fun. Hopefully. So be there or be square. Uh, and again, before we get to the Dota two section, guys, Cinder already spoiled it. But there's this chicken sandwich at Popeyes. Do you know anything about this before I get started? Have you heard? The hype? I, don't, I don't know. Do you not want to do any reviews today or? Fuck. 
All right, let's do some yeah, reviews. Do... Let's tease the chicken oh, sandwich I've got, even I've got more one than here. it's been I've teased. got one here. This one okay. is from Suns Fan from the United States of America. I love Popeye's chicken sandwich. Five stars. Thank you. How do you know? I haven't said whether I like it or not, Cinderin. I don't. I don't know, man. It's, you seem it, like the kind of guy that would love. I chicken. mean, in so you guys can't see this, but the outline that we have it says general news or rant, and that's where I put this beginning section. He doesn't know which one it's going to be, so he's assuming <laughs> I liked it. Considering how negative I am, uh, I'm actually uh, quite pleased by that, Cinder. Thank I you. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what the. <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right, let's do the reviews first. Take take half. I'll do the other. Okay, I'll start from the top. Okay. Decent five stars by Hey There Muscle Yarm. What's Yarm? Muscle Y Arm. I have no idea. He misspelled it. Mus- oh, Hey There Muscly Arm. Muscly Arm. Damn it. Made us both look like idiots. Just read muscle the review. Muscle Yarm. Yarm. <laughs> Great way to stay up to date with the crazy world that is Dota 2. Love the playful banter. It's not banter. I genuinely hate him. Alcohol suggestions for Suns fan. As Cinderin is Danish, I thought he might have considered mead as it has a history in Denmark and is usually, though not always, fairly sweet. This is very... Okay, just... This is not part of the... Okay, I'll finish it. Whatever. Episode suggestion. Have other famous Counter-Strike pros come on and talk about Suns fan's illustrious career from their perspective and see how it shaped the players they are today and the scene as a whole. Keep up the great work. Love the show. Okay. That's my boy. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure you had a huge impact in on the NA non-existent Counter-Strike scene at the time. Um, yes, Mead, I actually didn't mention because it's not, it's surprisingly not that common to have in Denmark, but it is really good. Mead is basically uh, honey. Do you like honey? Uh, yes. It's it's honey liquor and it's very good when it's good. It's like a honey it's, liquor. It's very sweet and nice. So that was a great suggestion for you if you want to try that at some point. Okay, uh, I won't, five you. stars for two stars. That's right, you. Ah, oh, that's very wholesome. Can you Sunstrike again, City. Cinderin, Can you again just a little bit away from your microphone? I'd really appreciate. it. Hang on, give me a sec. You hide Let's... your face. On this microphone, every time we do this... Okay, we're fine. Yes. You're basically deep-throating your mic every week. Go ahead. You love it. Mm, okay. That does um, <laughs> five stars for two stars. That's right, you. Uh, by Sunstrike City from the USA. You are both stars in the light of the ears of the beholder of the human of the audience, which is us. Thank you. Very deep. Thank you. Then we also okay. have a review from Yummy Bear from the Philippines. Kept me sane for five stars. The craziness kept me sane. Living alone every weekdays. I listen to the podcast to keep myself sane. Nice laughs. You mofos are entertaining as hell. Thank you, friend. Really appreciate it. And the last review. How dare you call us mofos. You don't DeMont even know us. Demont Go from the United States of America. The okayest horse podcast. Five stars. In this new and awkward take on the Katy Perry left shark and right shark meme, which by the way, I don't understand that reference at all. But I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I don't know anything about pop culture. Left horse and right horse are voiced by a former honey badger and a centaur fetishist episodes are characterized by running jokes and left horse misinformed diatribes regarding bad films and non-equine sports very nice but i must but i most look forward to cinnabon's monotone and verbose monologues because they put me to sleep faster than scotch and ambient <laughs> cocktail however you feel about this pair of delinquents the most important thing to remember is that jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself eh, that's pretty true okay. all right Thank you, DeMont That's probably Go. the only true thing he said in that entire review. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I talk about the chicken sandwich yet? 
Yeah, yeah, do it. All right, but before I get started, I do actually need, need to know the real answer. Have you ever even heard of this? Popeye? Popeyes or just the ch- like the chicken sandwich thing that's going on right now in the US. I've heard of Popeyes and I know what a chicken sandwich is. I don't okay, know. Thanks, thanks for joining us, Cinder. And until next time. Okay. Uh, okay, so Dude, I wish it, this sorry. is actually a big deal. And I know okay, you don't I'm think sorry. it is. For some reason, this chicken sandwich has taken the entire nation by storm. I forget actually how it actually started. Apparently, uh, I don't even think it was Popeyes that made it popular initially. Uh, it was like somebody, it was like Chick-fil-A or KFC made fun of them or something. I, I don't know the beginning of the story. I won't pretend to. But the important how thing can to I, understand, How can I have Cinderin, an opinion about this if you don't give me the right background? I need listen, the lore. I don't, I don't the get The lore it. actually, believe it or not, for once is not very important, just like Dota 2 in general. So okay. uh, this chicken sandwich was ridiculously popular. People were standing in line for five to six hours trying to get this chicken sandwich at this very generic fast food chicken place, right? Popeye's, Popeye's chicken sandwich. Popeye's is not really... I We did our tier list. It was like average for me. It's not anything special. It's not garbage. It's not great. It's whatever, okay? But people were obsessed with this chicken sandwich, and I've been hearing about it for like a month. And then they ran out of chicken for like three or four weeks. And KFC and... Uh, Chick-fil-A started making fun of them like oh we'd never run out of chicken but lo and behold Cinder, they came back with this chicken sandwich and it's taken the nation by storm yet again and after about two to three months of hearing about this by the way I'd never had this sandwich I know it's tough to tough to believe because I'm not a big chicken sandwich guy in general I told you how much I hate mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A and it's not just because of the political shit behind that restaurant and whatnot i just i'm just not a fan of chicken sandwiches it's whatever i just rather have a burger i finally went to get this chicken sandwich i had to wait for 35 minutes in the drive-thru oh, in God. my car you don't understand <laughs> fucking, fucking na man I, it's not even fast food anymore you could have gone to a restaurant i understand that but Dude, it's <laughs> oh my favorite fast food is the popeye's chicken sandwich i waited in queue for it for two hours now, okay, you don't seem to understand how how hardcore this is. You know, one apparently this was either Chicago or New York. This I don't know when this was. Might have been a couple of weeks ago. Some guy cut in line to get like one of the last chicken sandwiches, and guess what happened? Mm-hmm. He literally got stabbed to death. This is real. People want their fucking chicken sandwiches at Popeyes. Okay, so I come did, in. Did the guy who stabbed him get the sandwich? I, I don't know the entire lore behind that story. That one would have been more interesting to understand the full lore behind. But okay. regardless, Cinderin, I went in again. Not a big chicken sandwich fan. You have to wait for freaking thirty minutes minimum. And I got lucky. Apparently, it's sold out in a lot of places. And I had it kind of low expectations. It was fucking good. <laughs> it was really good. I was shocked. Okay, so really good. You- Try to describe it, because when Europeans hear the word sandwich, we think about sandwich. And when when I go to the U.S. and I have a sandwich, it's not a sandwich. Like, you what literally is- can take a slob of... You just take a slab of chicken, and you put it between two sugary buns, and you call it a sandwich. Yes. And technically, that is a sandwich, but it's like... It's extremely basic, and there's, like, not much what to it. What do you it. consider like, that, then? Like a chicken the Chick-fil-A burger? chicken sandwich or whatever. I don't know, man. Like, how can you just put a piece of meat between two sweet breads and that's it without any, like, maybe dressing or lettuce or there's tomatoes or pickles or, you there, know, like there's, something? There's some sort of sauce and there's pickles. Okay. 
And you know how much I'm a sauce guy, right? right. Like I can't, mm-hmm. if it's just chicken, I'm not going to be interested. I got to put something on. That's actually one of the reasons I realized, because I went there recently to Chick-fil-A just to try it again. I think one of the main reasons I don't like it is because I don't like their sauce at all. I think it's garbage. Mm-hmm. So, but you're right. I mean, I think it, it's technically like a chicken burger, but it doesn't sound good marketing wise to say chicken burger so it's chicken sandwich you know okay but but even it's the same in at least in denmark too if you get a burger unless it's like one of the really easy fast food burgers like a cheeseburger or whatever at mcdonald's or something like that a burger also kind of is expected to have some sort of lettuce or tomato or why why pickles or whatever i don't know that's just that doesn't make that's how our burger our burgers and sandwiches have more ingredients. That's just how it is. Like I was surprised when I went to mm. the US to see what you consider a sandwich because the norm in the US when you order a sandwich is that it has meat, maybe a little sauce and maybe pickles and that's it. Like that's the really simple sandwich version. It could so, have literally nothing but meat and two buns and that's a that's a burger. Yeah, that you would never get that here. Like the most basic burger you can get. I guess technically I think the most basic burger I can think of is a McDonald's hamburger, which has meat, pickles, ketchup, and is there some mustard in? I don't think so. Ketchup, right? Those those things. That is the number one most basic thing you can get here. And we don't, like this whole sandwich concept, the type of buns you guys have. Mm-hmm. Has, Sesame when you get a sandwich. No, for example, when you get a sandwich in Denmark, right? A sandwich is, you generally get it with either... Um, how do you call that? What do you call bread that has higher fiber? We call it like the wheat. Direct translation would be rough bread, but that's not what you would call it. I don't know what high fiber would constitute as. You're talking about white bread, like sliced bread. Wheat yeah, so bread. there's like, yeah, but the bread isn't like that, oh, man. This could be sourdough bread, rye bread, uh, bread uh, bread. Not rye bread. <laughs> Although it could have rye. In it. Okay. <laughs> a- anyway, sandwiches in Denmark are bigger. A sandwich is like they're bigger. It's like the best... Okay, you know what? I can explain it in NA terms. A sandwich in Denmark is what you get at Subway. That's what a oh, sandwich that's a looks like sandwich. in shape. Okay. It's what it looks like in shape, and it's the type of bread you get for a sandwich. So that's the closest. So you so never when, have a sandwich you, that's two white pieces of bread, like sliced bread. You would never make a sandwich yeah, you, like that? You can make that at home. Of course, you can buy toast or sandwich bread in the store. Okay. That's, yeah. Sandwich bread would literally be that bread. But if you go mm. to a sandwich place... To order a sandwich, you would get it in those like bigger breads. And generally, you get at least five ingredients. Like There will always be some sort of veggies. If you want, there will be meat. If you want, there could be cheese. You know, this kind of stuff. So kind of like a Subway footlong or whatever. But those like the chicken sandwich concept or whatever, we just don't have it. So it was very different for me to well, maybe try Maybe you guys I, when, need to learn to evolve summit, to better things. When I was at the summit, we had, I think we had Chick-fil-A a couple of times. And it's a, it's just so basic, this chicken sandwich. It's literally just chicken. And the type of dough, this bread you have it in, it, I, I've never had that before anywhere else. I mean, it's I will agree weird. with you on Chick-fil-A. i just not a fan. I think you would like the Popeye's chicken sandwich, Cinder. Oh, there's a great chance I would like it. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just I just talk shit about this different. sandwich and the way that you guys make sandwiches in your entire country at the past 10 mm-hmm. minutes. I'm not, but I would like to mean? eat it. That's what Damn, you just if said. If this is talking shit, you're soft, man. 
Well, that's what she said, unfortunately. Okay. Okay, yeah. moving on to our actual topics of discussion. So unless sandwich. you want to keep talking about Very chicken good. sandwiches. No, no, I, I think I, we've got enough Popeyes I'm actually for five really episodes hungry now, right at least. Now. Thank you. Popeyes, we're looking for sponsorship. Appreciate it. Uh, did you watch any of the Summit 11 Minor? Yes, I did. Really? I watched some of it. I watched some. I didn't that's... watch that much, but I definitely watched some of the games. Uh, Tell me about it, big boy. The big storylines... NIP bombed out of group. Uh, I think as a team and an org that has had a history in the last year of making majors, of getting far in minors, uh, that has to be a very big disappointment. Um, <clears throat> and not only did they not make it out of groups, they honestly didn't really look good in addition. Like sometimes you can play well and still just be bested by better teams. They just they didn't look good in their games. I, I don't think so. So uh, rough showing for them. Outside of that, um, great showing from IG. They obviously won the whole thing. Let's preface that. They didn't lose a single game. Yeah. In, or That's no, wrong. They, they, they lost, lost one game in the playoffs. Uh, they lost one Two game Hellraisers. to Hellraisers. Then they 2-0'd Chaos and 3-0'd Chaos. So they mm-hmm. just completely had their number. Uh, and Chaos, obviously getting second. I think they should be all right with that. Obviously, they would have hoped to win, but they looked, for the most part, pretty good. They just got destroyed by Invictus, but Outside of that, they were better than every other team. MSS also predicted um, that the finals would be a 3-0, but unfortunately, he, did. Was, he was the zero. In it that was the other way. Encounter. But yeah, yeah the uh, so the from what you saw, are you? I mean, is it? Are you? Is everybody just ready for the next patch? Is that how pros feel right now? Mm, I mean, there's there's still some flavor, I would say, but for the most part, there that like the top tier is very defined in draft. Mm. It's not particularly exciting. It's like, it's the Chen always. Gyro and Void are the best carries. Shadow Demon is one of the best supports. People are playing Abaddon. Legion Commander. You know, it's there's a lot of it that's just kind of solid right now. But, as always, when you go into the Major, there will be surprises. There always is. People love saying that the patch is stale and you can't be creative. And then when it comes to the biggest level of play, they've thought the extra step and they've been like, it's not possible that this hero is not solvable. And then they mm-hmm. try to solve it. And they will find a solution. Um, if I had to put my finger on which hero I think will be the absolute most broken at the major, it'll be Chen. That is the hero I have the hardest time solving myself. Um, he's been banned pretty good, regularly though, right? Yeah, he's getting banned a lot. A, a good Chen player is just incredible this patch, I think. Um so it will be auto ban against some some teams, I think. But we'll see. You know, not every team is going to be at this major, of course. We don't have the three strong teams from Europe this time. Uh, so maybe the meta will be a little bit different because of that. But yeah. Okay. Uh, next topic of discussion. I wouldn't constitute this as big news. I just found it very interesting. I thought it would be fun to talk about. Uh, so this was actually, I think, a day after our last podcast. So it's a little bit of oldish news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hellraisers came out with an announcement. I'm going to read it quote for quote. This is from Alex Magician Slabuchin. Did I say that right? The CEO of Hellraisers. Slabuchin? Uh, uh, Slabuchin. I think, <clears throat> I think uh, so. Pulse. Pulse. Okay. <clears throat> Dear friends, we regret to inform you that Aloha Dance refused to practice with the team so close to such an important minor for us, Dota Summit 11. This put, a, put us at risk not only 
sorry, this put at risk not only our form, but Hellraiser's participation in the tournament in general. We consider this kind of attitude highly unprofessional and unacceptable for Hellraiser's tag, which is why we inform you that as of today, Aloha Dance is benched and transfer listed. We're still going to the Summit 11, obviously, since they just played, and we'll soon announce the fifth player. I don't know if I... I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever seen this before, from Dota specifically, at least. An announcement kind of blasting a player. Usually, everyone takes the PR yeah. road, you know? I I find this very fresh, because <laughs> I'm so tired of everyone tiptoeing, you know? Mm-hmm. But players can be pieces of shit, too. Everyone can be a piece of shit. So if they did something stupid, call them out. What do you think about this? Um, I'm just I'm trying to think of a different situation where something similar has happened. I think that's maybe why you haven't seen a player put on blast like this because who doesn't want to show up for practice for the tournament they just qualified? I for? can tell you. <laughs> oh, that has happened before. All right. So this is just from. I mean, I think this is even somewhat common knowledge. But okay. I'm pretty sure Demon has done this several times in his career, where he'll literally go uh, work out instead of showing up to practice or something. I and mean, he's been kicked from so many teams before I, tournaments. I I don't remember. I mean, the I don't time know. Frame. I, I don't. I can't. I can't confirm or. What's the other word? Deny. Deny. Right. Yeah. Sorry. So this is the... just from what I've heard. I don't. I don't know the specifics. I'm not even. It might not even be 100 percent true. I don't know. This is just. I know that there's a general feeling that this has happened several times, not only to him, but other players as well. But it's never really been like an organization suspending a player, essentially, or whatever this is. I mean, this is basically kicking him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, He's not going to stay on the roster. So I, mean, I don't know. If you, if you refuse to play with your team before an important tournament and refuse to practice with them... What did you expect? Well, here's know. the other thing. Like, so, so it's be... not about we're not. Let's be let's be clear here. We're not talking about whether this decision so close to a minor or whatever is. It's strictly about being so transparent with it. That's what we're talking about here. That's what's unique. Mm, yes. <clears throat> right. Because we, I think we can both agree that if you don't start, if you stop showing up for practice before important tournaments, you're off the team. Like what kind of an attitude is that to show to your teammates even if you end up going nobody will want to play with you after so it's not worth investing into right it's just a mess well we should also say we don't know what the other side of the story is technically like sure if there was like a family death or something like that 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 would for me be more than enough of uh, course but then like, hell races would absolutely not react like this right that's that's why you assume that they're in the right here because it's kind of way out there you know what i mean yeah so, well, we haven't heard anything the other way. I mean, Aloha Dance right. has been streaming since, so he might have talked about it, but I, I haven't heard any update. I haven't seen it written anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, let's just, for the sake of the argument, let's not be like, let's just say what Hellraiser's wrote is correct. Then I agree with the the choice of not having the player play anymore. Because if you're a team, everybody is expected to put in the work and go for the practice. And if you are close to an important event for the org and an important event for the team and you just refuse to practice, that is just a sense of really bad message to the team. And it breaks morale. It doesn't get people excited and it doesn't get them excited for the future. And there's no reason to hold on to that. So that's fine. Um, But yeah, we don't know the full story, so we can't say if that's everything. Uh, So then the question is if we think it's a good move to come forward like this. Mm -hmm. Um. I personally, I'm not mad at it. 
if, I like if what they say is if what they say is true, I think it's fine. Like, um, you shouldn't how to say you shouldn't be able to just be a dick and not expect any consequences for it. Um, and it's a way of protecting both themselves and future teams. The slightly weird thing about it, though, is that they transfer listed him because I think you know if you feel like this player behavior is unacceptable. You shouldn't try to sell him, right? Do you know what I mean? It's kind uh, of like you're 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 passing the okay. You're kind of like passing the buck, right? It's like this is unacceptable in any professional setting. They wrote it's very unprofessional. By the way, if you guys want to buy this player, you can have him now. I think like, it's it. Would, it could have something to do with a contract. Maybe like what he did wasn't Maybe. a breach of contract, so they can't just like null and void the rest of it. So it would be a waste, like literal waste of money, if they just release him. You know, so they want to get something out of him, and if nobody wants him, then Aloha Dense is not going to be on a team for a while. You know, so it all depends right. on what's in that contract, and I have no idea. But the one thing yeah. I will say, the reason I find this very fresh, and it's not like I think players are pieces of garbage or anything. I think the the pieces of garbage are, you know, it it's evenly distributed throughout all segments of life. Let's just say it that way. Um, but the difference in Dota more is more politicians, I think, but yeah, very true. Uh, some more than others, of course, but. Uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is the fact that Dota, it feels like players are put on a pedestal because the entire scene is catered towards them, right? Everything right. else comes second, whether it be uh, teams themselves, like the orga- organizations, tournament organizers, casters, talent, content creators. Everything is second fiddle, third fiddle, fourth, whatever the case may be. Players are on top. Mm-hmm. Even when it comes to like Valve stuff, they're basically on the same level. So it's nice to see, you know, a team sticking up for themselves for once. You know, that's again, I don't want to go into specifics and when I owned a team, but there's been plenty of instances that I've heard of firsthand and through other people's accounts where they should have done something like that, but it would have been really bad PR because the players just have all the control. So it's nice to right. see that, you know, we all just want to balance. It's definitely not balanced right now. This is not going to change anything <laughs> because Hellraisers, you know, they're not that big of a team, but. They're- there was actually there was a good comment in chat right now. What if he didn't train if he was poached by Windstrike already? So there is the possibility that Aloha Dance has got a different team offer that he wants to go for, but by contract he can't join it yet or whatever, or they're working that out. And Hellraisers need to have a public explanation for why he's not playing, and that is okay. why. It's still legit that he's tr- not willing to show up for practice, right? Because now he's practicing with another team. So they say that, and then they list him for transfers to safeguard for the future that this other CIS team want to buy him out of his contract. Because then it's a, it's kind that of a different feasible. situation if the player is already poached, right? Then it's yeah. different. Because then, then yeah, it makes sense that he's not showing up for practice if he's basically already in with another team. Mm-hmm. Then if he's just like, nah, fuck my team, I don't really want to play. You know, yeah, you guys can go to the minor. I don't like you or what you know, whatever the fuck you could imagine, right? That would be a very different situation. But then again. Definitely doesn't make him look maybe, good either maybe, way. Though, maybe the right? transparent, maybe the transparency is there with the team internally. Like maybe he's told them, guys, I'm going to be playing for a different team. Uh, we're pra- I'm pr- going to be practicing with them. Good luck at the minor. Get somebody else. And then the org is like, okay, we have to, you know, we have to make an announcement here because one of our core players isn't showing up. Um, so yeah, maybe that's that. that so it's more actually, of a nego- it could be used as a sense. negotiation to get more money out of like, whatever team is actually agreed. Like this is just all speculation, but that that does yeah. make a lot of I mean, sense. You don't know. So. It could okay. be. It could be. Yeah. 
So moving on, we got a couple matchmaking updates, Cinderin. Uh The first yep. one, solo players or parties who queue for both support and hard support will join the fast queue, but not earn extra fast queue games. Let's talk about that one. Have you noticed, uh, like, how fast are you accumulating these fast uh, queue tokens? Well, I have a lot of them because I generally queue four and five, right? And a lot of the time I will party queue with people that queue the core roles. So then we get the tokens. But yeah, as of late, I've been able to just queue by myself or with one other guy. And if I take the supports, we get cute fast queue games, but we don't earn them, like it says. Uh, again, they're just trying. They're trying to help their algorithm by making more people play support. Um, so they're just further incentivizing it, doing their best uh, to you know, make it I better. I didn't realize they got rid of the shards. Did you? Did you know that? I didn't notice it, but yeah, they they did. They got rid of that. So yeah, the they were giving shards for supports, both support roles, yeah, uh, for Dota Plus, obviously. I'm kind of surprised they got rid of that because I feel like it's not like it's that much. I think they got rid of it because they couldn't track any meaningful increase. So then, there's no reason to. If it doesn't do anything particularly meaningful for the system, there's no reason to. Okay. Um, yeah, basically. If it didn't do its say, job, essentially, yeah. Yeah, it didn't do its job. So why would you give a segment of the player base more shards than others if they're both just playing the game and it doesn't make a difference for whether people mm-hmm. queue or not? I'm guessing that's why they removed. I'm sure it increased, but probably not as much as they would want it then in that yeah, case. maybe something like so that. So the update that came today that piggybacks kind of off of this one, uh, as a result of the recent changes to legal party combinations, what does that mean, legal party combinations? Makes it sound so sinister. Um, Just meaning like the amount of players in a party that would allow you to queue into other Yeah, parties. there's like they basically set some rules for <clears throat> what is a valid game. So you can't form NQ, for example. It doesn't exist. You yeah. can't queue as four. If you queued as three before today, you couldn't meet a five-man stack or solo players. So that means if you were three-man queuing, you would have to generate a game with three plus two versus three mm. plus two. That was the only combination. Okay. And that's so what they're addressing here. So With these changes, we sometimes have scenarios where three-person p- parties have a lot of trouble finding uh, compatible players. This is because three-person parties have recently been disallowed for matchmaking against five stacks or solos. Match against solos in particular had al- allowed for a much bigger spectrum of compatible matches, but we know that this is undesirable to some players. So with this update, we're allowing twos and threes on occasion to match with a five stack when the need is high. So again, it's just, wouldn't say it's a drastic change unless you exclusively play in that amount of parties. I feel like if it gets to a certain threshold, like you've been looking for like eight minutes or something, then it probably, you know, takes that into account and you might have a better I'm, chance of finding those five parties or those solos. Honestly, this is just from my own perspective, but I feel like this is the wrong way around. But maybe it's what people, like other people, just don't like this. I think the five stacks should only face five stacks. I think that is more important than putting solos <laughs> in three party games. If you could make a game with three plus one plus one versus three plus two, I think that is a more fair game than mm. three than three plus two against five. Five stacks are teams that communicate well, that have a strategy, that know how they want to play. The three plus two, you don't know what plus two or plus three you're going to get. Maybe they're not compatible with you. Maybe you play completely differently. Right. Uh, so I, I feel like this is the wrong way around. If I solo queued and I was with a three man party and I was against two two man parties in a solo, I would have zero problems with that personally. Mm. Um, 
but I, I don't know, like maybe in other brackets or maybe other immortal players have this thing where if they queue solo, they don't, it's specifically to not play against bigger parties. So it's okay that you queue with one friend. So it's like one plus two plus two or one plus one plus one plus two versus similar sized parties and not the threes. But from my experience in, in the bracket we play, I think it would be completely fine. So this, this, this is not solving the way I see it, a high-end problem. But mm. the weird thing about it is, isn't that where this problem exists, though? Isn't it the very high players that are struggling to find games with three-man parties? Or is it also trickling down to a much bigger player base that struggle to find games because it needs to be exactly 3 plus 2 versus exactly 3 plus 2? Maybe. Maybe that's why. But then again, I would still rather see solos get uh, included than five-man parties. Well, let, let's talk about it from a more general standpoint. How do you feel right now mm-hmm. about the matchmaking system? Do you think your opinion has improved since the last couple of weeks we've been kind of discussing with these, you know, these changes they've been making every week or two? Or is it pretty much the same? Or is it maybe more negative? Because if think you think about it... I think it's pretty much the same. The same. Okay. Because we're... Yeah. I don't know if you agree with this, but we did talk about this, I think, last week. The big patch is coming in like two weeks, right? We're two weeks away. Yeah. You would think that they would want this to be in a good enough state. Yes. At that point specifically. I think that's very important because there's going to be a shit ton Mm. more people. And maybe just having that many people coming back will fix everything to begin with, right? Because part of the issue is that it's just been lack of players, especially at certain positions. So do you think we're close enough or is there still like a lot more to do in your mind? Uh, I don't know. It's it's a really hard question to answer because for me, matchmaking has been in like these stages, right? Where there are certain weeks where I feel like it's really good and then they change something and it can upset the balance by a lot. But my own experience is not really indicative of how the communities is because, again, I'm in the very low percentage of players. So changes are way more extreme for us generally when something changes in the algorithm, right? Uh, anecdotally for me, Matchmaking got worse after they introduced fast queue. It was actually <clears throat> better before. And I don't know why, but it was flat out just better before. The games yeah, we, were yeah. better. And I think the reason is that the expectation of the algorithm for how fast a game needs to be formed was changed when they introduced fast queue because they were like, it's called fast queue. You need to be able to find games fast. Mm-hmm. So my queue time has gone down, but so has the game quality. And I always care way more about the game quality because, you know, I'm playing at the level that I am. So it's, it's more important. I, I don't care queuing to 20, 10 to 15 minutes if the games are good every time. That's well, what fine. do you think about the suggestion of each person? Like, I don't know if this is actually that difficult to do. And I think it's maybe more something to do with consumers not finding it as intuitive. But having a bar that you set as the user. The slider. The slider yes. on how many minutes you're willing to wait because you're right before they put in the fast queue these literally the best games of dota i played in years very even very good even in losses i didn't feel that bad because like okay we just got countered here or whatever happened you know everybody it it just felt better the fast queue Mm -hmm. wouldn't say it's dog shit but it's definitely declined in quality for me from my skill level anecdotally for example for me when when we were close to fast queue coming out toward the last iteration of the previous uh algorithm I would two or three man queue and more or less every single game, every player in the game was top 500. A lot of the time they were top 200 or 250, all of them, every single player in the whole game. Now I will queue for 
five to ten minutes, and there will be sub thousand, sub thousands, sub two thousands even. Yesterday, I queued for fifteen minutes and got a rank four K and a divine five, and that means, and that was a dual queue by the way. It was not a three man party queue. It was a dual queue. I queued with a high ranked player, of course, so it will be harder. But again, with the old system, that would not have happened. This game would mm. not have been generated. So, and I do believe we queued fast queue. <laughs> And it took 15 minutes, and then it made that. Like, Sorry, I forget. It, there's no way right now to not do fast queue if you have tokens, right? Can you right. disable it? Because that would be another so. option. I would literally disable my fast queue right now to play solo. I don't mind waiting 10 minutes for a good game. Mm, I'm kind of in the right. same boat. So that could yeah. be a potential so, option. I don't, I don't know. I love the slider. I've, it's been suggested before. I think it was there in Han. I think somebody told me that. Really? Um, I don't remember that at all. Huh. I think there was some. somebody said there was a slider like that in Han. I think I never played the game, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. But I think at some point they did we should it. play sometime. Um, that will play fun. Han. Yeah. Do they still have servers? Yep. Um, in Thailand, right? That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what else? Um, I don't know. Okay, so to to give a bigger like a like a broader question uh, answer to the question of if it's better or not. I per- personally, for me, ranked roles is not really delivered, but I, I know I'm in the minority, so I don't think I should be deciding which direction the game goes. I don't think ranked roles made matchmaking better in my bracket. I don't think so. Because generally, in the past, with the in the very high end of the scale, people are just good at the game. They can play the different roles. They're not all great <clears throat> at playing support. They're not all great at playing core. Like, my mid lane is not great, but... If I get matched in a game with other good players, there's going to be one of them that wants to play mid. And if there isn't, it'll be that very unusual off game where literally five supports queue together and have to distribute roles amongst themselves. And that still doesn't mean they lose because they can all play core. I mean, I can play mid. I'm just not as good as the really good mid players, but I can play to an ability that will allow the game to be playable. It's not like I will right. suddenly be a 4K so, if I'm put mid, right? So I, I um, think the thing that I so will... In, I think it's good for others. That's the thing, though. Like yeah. the system in High Immortal, we didn't need ranked roles, in my opinion. But further down, I think it's super useful for keeping people just satisfied with the game. You're like queuing, you're like, I'm getting the role I queued for. I get to play the type of Dota that I want to, that I enjoy, that I am good at. Mm-hmm. I know how much value that has. But you just strictly asked what I thought from my perspective. No, I, and for I me, understand. it hasn't really got better. But yeah, so I think again, it's good for the will, game. And that's why it's important. I will basically confirm, yes, for everyone else, rank rules I think is unbelievably good. It's the best thing that's happened in a long time. I think what this conversation should lead to, it's not about whether there should be rank rules in high MMR or whatever. I think Valve should be dissuading players that are of really high ranks from playing in this exact same Q system to begin with. It should just have in-house type league that's built into Dota. That should just be a thing. I don't know mm. what you, how you exactly you would do it. We've had in-house leagues before. They're really good. Problem is not a lot of players played in them because there's not that much incentive because you're not actually gaining MMR or whatever the case may be. You have to use a third-party app. If you have that rank system in place and it's built into Dota, in-houses are definitely the way to go. Uh, and you don't have to worry about rank roles anymore at all. Because everyone's playing whatever yeah. the fuck they want. So, yeah, I think that it's just the problem of the 99% versus the one, right? And I think I think the problem Valve have with this is that if you do want to make an automated system in the game, you need to draw a line. 
And I think the reason they don't like that is that it kind of implies that MMR is the ultimate measure of skill. So that if you, I can give you a great example. Let's say you made the system of in-house league. Congratulations. You are a top 2000 immortal. You are now in the in-house league part of the bracket. There are rank 3k immortals that are better than rank 1500 immortals at many things in the game. And sometimes you would rather play with one of them than one of the others, depending on what role they play, what hero they play, and how the game is going in general. It's Mm. very different what people are good at. So if you have to just flat out draw a line and say, this is the top bracket, I think Valve is very hesitant to do that because it kind of, it sets a precedent for what is considered the best. And I don't think they like doing that. And that's hard to do. So I think they'd way rather have this like fluent system where they can pull people in and out as long as the average game is high quality the problem is that it isn't Um, Mm. but they have made it they've done it before we've had really great weeks in the past we had a time when months were great in a row and then they had to shake it up so i think and i know that for a fact that they already make exceptions for very high mmr because their system doesn't work the whole way you can't make one system that works for everybody so they make some hard exceptions for the top bracket and I just think they need to double down on that and make even harder exceptions. Just be like, we make two different systems. Uh, and then the top system is not necessarily an in-house league. And yes, sometimes it will pull in that rare occasion, rank 2,000, 3,000 player or whatever. But they can still implement it in a better way than they have now. Um, that's that's what I think they should do. About in-house leagues, I don't know. If they can find an implementation that makes it like that, it's cool. Indirectly, we already we have a ladder. Right, we have a ladder. A lot of the times, it's the same players playing against each other by nature because we're not that many. So it is a bit in-house. Like uh, people are party queuing a lot. I don't know. I, I like would love an in-house leaks. system. I would love it. Like it no, could, no doubt about it. I love be, in-house leaks too. It doesn't have to be merged. How do you rank. make that? It? Was just the idea. It could be a totally separate thing, but it's still right. in so the game. Let's itself. say your Valve. Right. Let's say your Valve. Who gets access? I don't fucking How do you decide? I mean, here, here's the thing, though. Like, yeah, there's these questions. That's fine. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be a black and white thing. It's not gonna work right away. You have to expand upon it. You have to, you know, test it out to see what works, what doesn't. Just the idea of in-house leagues, the concept, I think, is really good for the top one percent. Absolutely, I've loved every time we had an in-house league myself. But the problem with the in-house leagues is always the same. It's exciting in the start. We're playing for money. There are great players. People slowly lose a bit of interest. The queue time goes up. The league has to include worse players. And then the league dies because people are like, wow, now this is like pubs. So how do you make the system where the You don't think top having it inside a Dota makes any difference? I think it does. And having I think some it helps. stuff tied to it, whether it be MMR but or it's a the separate same, it's MMR the same, or something like that. It's the same problem. How, what players should have access? Like, and if you don't have an answer, I don't have it either. That's the problem. I think, how do you just decide... Do you make an exclusive top 200 league? Let's say you're top 200. You play a ranked solo game. You lose. Now you're out of the in-house league. Too bad. You lost a game. If you're on a team that has been to a DPC event, you're in. That could be the first requirement. You could have other requirements on top of that, but that's easily, like, that should be no question, right? That player base is too small. Well, that's just the start, though, right? Right. Yeah, I, I'm not okay. saying I have all the answers. I just like I, just I could see that. I like the I, concept. I like that as a base. Then it's like you're qualifying to play in-house. That's right. that's fair. Then probably you needed to make a prize money incentive too. Uh, so it's like it's part of the reward for being a DPC circuit player is that 
you also get to play in the in-house uh, league because eh, it's really great for content. It's great for content we, too. People we, we love watching these games when they're good. We can't spare so. any money from TI Cinderin. There's no money to go yeah. around for this stuff. So gotcha. Okay. I think we should just bury the hatchet and say it's time to move on. So uh, this one I found very interesting. So apparently China has set rules for young gamers. Wait, you skipped are... over your own MMR, didn't you? Oh fuck. Oh, okay, I forgot. Do you not want to that. talk about this? Okay, let's talk I about my rank. I think it's really I think this is really okay. funny, actually. So I, I didn't skip it on purpose, I just forgot about it. Okay, so you you remember the first time I calibrated for MMR? It was the first yeah, time were... that ranked became a thing. Okay, this was how many mm-hmm. years ago is that? Can you is I, it five years know. ago? Six years? I yeah, don't know. Probably something like that. So five or the, six. The first time that ranked became a thing, I calibrated, I got four point seven K MMR, and I basically never played ranked again. And I have not calibrated until now, essentially, maybe like a month ago, let's say. That's how many years is that? That's a lot of years in between. I've not played ranked. I've been an unranked Dota guy. Okay. Now, to put the, <laughs> to put this uh how do I put this in there? I've played Dota for how long? Like 15 years, let's say. Dota 2 and Dota yeah. 1 combined. Of course, part of that was uh, Counter-Strike was my main game and Dota was my side one. It would flip-flop for a time there, but 15 years or so, let's say. Mm-hmm. Easily, easily 90% of those games, it's much higher, I'm sure, 90 plus percent of those games is played as a core. Okay? Right. I have now calibrated as core and support. For yep. core, I got Ancient One, which I think is like 4K MMR ish. So I'm, I've lost mm-hmm. 700 MMR in how many years? And I calibrated support, which I don't know how to play. And I got Ancient Five, and then two games later, I became Divine One. What the fuck right. is going on, Cinderin? Am I can a you, support player? Can, <laughs> can you boot? Can you boot Dota real quick? You want me to boot? Why? Yeah, I want to hear your MMRs on support and core. Okay, I will open it right now. Nobody will see it though, but I'll I'll say it out loud. I just I want to see how different they are before I make my comment on this because I think. So how do I even check this? By the way, that's how new so, I am. I don't know right. how to check. So, did you boot Dota? It's still loading, Cinderin. I have a very slow okay. computer. Right. Okay. Now what? Go to my click profile? on my profile. Yeah, and then you click okay. on stats. stats, and then it's in the top right corner. Okay, so core is. 3907. Right. Good God. Support is 4618. Damn, that's a big difference. Okay, then it's not about that. Because I had this thought, what if the numbers are relatively close, but there's just like a discrepancy in support and core, right? (laughs) With the same MMR could be higher in one. 700 is a big difference. I have a little bit of a theory here. Okay, for what could have happened. I'm interested to see if you align with some of the tweets I got. When you play very little, relatively, and you come Mm -hmm. back and you start playing... Uh, it, did you play all your calibration games in a row? What like, do you did mean you in just a row? play uh, as in every once you started calibrating, every Dota game you played was ranked? Ascent, yeah, for the most part, yes. For the most part. Because what can happen, first of all, there's a lot of variance, right? You can have some bad games. There could be people disconnecting or leaving, whatever it is. This that luck wasn't a thing. Is a, nope. Luck is a factor. Uh, mm-hmm. But outside of that, on top of that, in the meantime, while you were calibrating, they've been mixing up the algorithm. So you could have had a good algorithm while you were playing support and a worse algorithm while you were playing core. Because you calibrated a pretty unusual time, honestly, compared to most people. Um, so you factor those things in, and then you consider you probably played support last, I would also guess. You mainly played the cores first, because that's your yes, main thing. That's correct. So 
you gained some skill in the game in the meantime. You got some of it back. And then once you started playing support, you were a bit better than when you started out playing core. So, but I'm, your I've support been playing... MMR that you ended up calibrating is closer to your true MMR than your core one is, probably. So you probably didn't play as well in the core games either. And then there's the calibration lock and the randomness. I appreciate your positivity, but I've kind of been splitting my time now between support and core... I fucking suck at core. What? I, I don't. That's the thing. I don't even think I suck at core, but I'm losing games. Like I'll play Pango. This is the thing mm-hmm. that really, it. I shouldn't say it angers me. It annoys me. I feel like Pango is legitimately my best hero right now. Mm-hmm. I have less than a fifty percent win rate. I do not understand. I feel like I own with this hero, and I have less than fifty percent win rate. That is horrific. How many Meanwhile, games have you like, played of it? Uh, maybe like. Let's check. It's funny because there's some heroes that I don't play that much. Like I've played Abaddon like let's say 60 times in my entire uh, Dota 2 career. I have like a 75% win rate or something crazy with that hero. Mm-hmm. Um, Pango, 113 games. 48.67% win rate. Garbage. Disgusting. Makes me sick to my yeah. stomach. So some people's theories were that I played core so much in my life when I'm a support, I know what they want. But the thing is, when I say support, I don't play five. I don't buy wards. I don't place wards. I play position four. I roam. I actually mm-hmm. enjoy it because I'm not buying wards and all that garbage. I like the heroes that play those positions. We got, even though I'm yeah. terrible with Marana, I play here. Bounty Hunter, by the way, is like the coolest hero in the game right now, other than Pango, because you can play him in basically any position. I'm really enjoying the way that they made this hero. By mm-hmm. the way, it sounds like I'm a big noob because I did take six months off and it feels like it's been a decade at this point. But yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe it's such a discrepancy. It's I'm I was shocked when I first calibrated. But yeah. well, I it think is what it is. So from what I understand, do you remember how your calibration went? How many games you won and lost of each? No. I mean so most of them I won with support, like nine out of ten as probably. Far as I know, when it comes to calibration, a good like rule of thumb right now is that the games count twice, I think. Something along those lines, at least for active players. So I don't know for you, if you haven't played for months, if they have like decay or something that they factor in. But uh, let's say you go 0 and 10. Then I think you lose 500. And if you go 10 and 0, you gain 500. On average, if we say it's double, right? Mm-hmm. Then every game counts 50 on average. So if you went 9 and 1 on support, there's a good chance you gained a few hundred support MMR. You might have gained literally 400. And if you went 1 and 9 on core saying, or 2 and 8, you might have lost two or 300. You're there saying you go. I went on a lucky streak and an unlucky streak, respectively. That can happen. Not only lucky or unlucky, you could have also just had a couple of bad games on core. It happens, you know, even if you're a core player and you play some bad games or you're like, I'm the best penguin in the world and then evidently you're not, then you lose more than half your games. <laughs> then, I mean... Uh, it's it's real. I mean, the, it's right there. Right? I need if you look at the numbers, that might be me. what happened. Honestly, you need to backseat me sometime while I play Pango. I need to know what I'm doing wrong because I'm not a Pango player. So well, I can probably apparently still I'm you. not either. So I'm sure any any but advice would be helpful. It's um, there was something you said too that I think might factor in more than you think. It's something I've noticed in myself when I play as well. Is that you said you're having a lot of fun playing for, and I think it helps you have more of a positive mindset and look for better plays in the game. If you just go in and you're like excited to play, you're like, this is fucking fun. This is something different. Spicing things up sometimes can be super useful. And I mean, for I like me, if I'm spamming the same hero, too. 
if you play the same hero like 10 games in a row, some people love that shit. They are like, oh man, this is my new favorite hero. I will play this hero every game. And that's not me. So I kind of want to spice it up. I want variety. I play something else that I suddenly find exciting and then that's fun and then it'll impact my games. Um, Maybe that played a role too. Uh, I oftentimes find myself playing really well, playing a hero I haven't played for two years. Because then I'm like really focused, right? It's like, okay going to do this going to do that you think about some things that maybe you don't usually do you concentrate that little bit extra because you really need to be in the zone when you're playing this hero because a lot of the stuff isn't automated anymore it doesn't come to you as naturally it might sound weird but i really feel like that does happen sometimes i feel Just like picking a really, something off brand like can a really a shitty version sometimes. i'm a really shitty version of weeha because i wish the <laughs> laning stage didn't exist so i could just play dota you know that's why position four feels nice to me because yeah i harass that's perfect a bit in lane for you then and then yeah. I roam, and then I don't need to worry about the fucking laning stage. I just get a couple right. items, and would I'm it, actually good at the game. Would yeah. it hurt you a lot to admit that you might just be better at it? At position four? Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I think it makes perfect sense that you would enjoy that. When you think about the type of heroes you play in the offlane, you play the cores that initiate, that do shit, like Pango, Centaur, these like go-at-you frontliners. Yeah. A lot of the time, the fours are the ones making the plays that you want to make. I, I don't I no, don't I'm not. Weird. Okay, I'm not saying I maybe I'm better at the four right now. I don't think it's that big of a discrepancy. That's huge. Like I'm not fucking garbage at safe lane for God's sake. I'm not garbage at off lane. I'm garbage at right. mid lane well, though. That's why I don't play. Then it. play a few hundred games and you'll get back. That's yeah. all right. Let, let's talk about China, Cinderin. Yeah, let's really get out excited of this. about this conversation. So China sets <laughs> rules for young gamers. They are no longer allowed to play for more than ninety minutes a day or spend more than fifty-seven dollars a month on, I assume, video game-related stuff, like in-game purchases. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot of talk. I don't know how hard this is going to be enforced. I don't think all the details have been released, but let's just assume certain things and talk about the ramifications it may have, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's say this is actually a thing that will be enforced pretty heavily, and there's not much wiggle room. This is pretty big news. How does this affect... Obviously, it won't affect the... I think it's 18 or under, I want to say, or 17 and under. It's not like it's for Yeah, there was, adults, there was an age limit. Right? There was something with it. Yeah, exactly. I think it was below 18. So it'll essentially kind of... I was going to say hamstring. That's not the right word. It'll kind of stunt the growth of a lot it's, of these youngsters that potentially could be the next prodigies, right? What do you think about this? This is a very interesting conversation, I feel like. I mean, if this get if this gets enforced this way so that anyone sub-18 can't play more than 90, 90 minutes a day, there will be no talent that is below 18. You cannot get good at Dota by playing one and a half hours a day. It's not possible. You might even end up in a techies game and get banned. <laughs> so so yeah, it's not... What? Or you some sort of Arc Warden Sniper. And it's a techies game. Arc Warden Sniper game that goes beyond 90 and you just have to abandon it. Like <laughs> if um if this oh, if this actually gets implemented and is I mean, I fundamentally completely disagree with this, right? Oh, of course. Um, That's without saying. So yeah. yeah. So I, I think as with probably what they're trying to do with this, whatever politicians or whatnot are implementing this is they're trying to combat a problem that they associate with maybe gambling, right? Because um, I believe China also has pretty regulated, quite strong regulation in regards to that. I'm not 100% sure on this, but 
um, it would make sense, right? I believe part of the reason that the odds were even introduced on Dota chests was China, right? Am I wrong here? Wasn't that... Because back the in the odds... day, we couldn't see the chance of getting items in the chests. And I think China was part of the reason that Valve changed it uh, th- and had to start showing it. Was, it. There was it pressure was, from China. For it was sure. one country, at least. I know some of them in Scandinavia as well, actually. I forget who. Maybe it was okay. somewhere in Europe. But China might have been the big one that started okay. the domino. Either, possibly. either way. I, I'm almost certain that China forced Valve to actually make different chests for them at first. I think early on, Valve had uh, the Western chests, and then they had the same chest in China, but with odds showing. And then I think countries like the Netherlands enforced by law that if you're opening loot boxes, it has to show the chance of getting items right. and which one you're getting or whatever, whatever it is. So uh, the point here is it seems like the... The politics here are around striking down on maybe gambling or betting or whatever. And they're trying to combat young people getting into bad habits. That's what it sounds like to me when I see this. You can't spend more than X money. So it's like a financial safety. And you can't expend, spend more than X time, which is a, a safety against basically considering gaming abuse. That's what it mm-hmm. sounds like to me here. That they feel like if young people who can't yet truly make decisions for themselves and don't have the power to do it similar to with like voting or whatever it would be uh driving it's kind of stuff that we would usually put an age gap on alcohol uh they they seem to put in gaming in the same box where this is something that is addictive that you can't control yourself and that can have a negative impact on your life and i just obviously i'm on the other side of the fence where i have the positive outlook where i think gaming can be really great for it's a lifestyle. It's great for socialization in some ways. Like people are like, but then you don't go outside. But a lot of people meet friends see, but, online see, and that's share the thing, people with friends online I think, and stuff. Right? I mean, it just comes down to ignorance, right? Like the older generation, yeah. a lot of which, if, especially that's if really they're in power, like. they have they just have no idea how this works. I mean, you just brought up the amazing example. Like I, my parents weren't. I wouldn't say they were super. Like they let me do stuff. Like they just let me game all day, but they didn't like it, right? But right. at the end of the day, I literally have a social life or i should say i'm actually able to talk to people because of online gaming mm-hmm. i was a super introvert i was anti-social uh maybe i still am to a degree I and mean, it's just you know that's just how it is sometimes with each individual person but i think it just comes down to ignorance i it's yeah. kind of unbelievable that we're still dealing with this you know although this is a different mm-hmm. country entirely but it just feels like it's the stone age in some respects you know yeah so hopefully just, this is what not I'm something wondering, that becomes a thing long term because you never like they have this credit system as well. So I think th- they mm-hmm. definitely can enforce it if they really want to. You know, that's yeah, that's I'm the just, scary part. I'm, the thing I'm wondering is what prompted this because yeah, like developments like this, you would think this is something that I would find way more believable ten or twenty years ago than now. So why is it going in this direction now? Because the ignorance wasn't less there ten years ago. I think, if anything, the stereotype about what gamers are and what video gaming is has got better right. over time. It's For got sure. better because there's more education about it. There's It gets more attention that is more accurate, where the fucking stereotype 10 years ago, oh, you're a pro video game player. You sit in your mom's basement and drink Coke all day. You know, like, we're kind of getting violence from away from games, that state. Right? Yeah, Even violence. Yeah, well, great. America <laughs> it's getting has better, kind of but... taken a backseat on that for a couple of years, yeah. but uh, um, yeah. 
it's still it's weird i think it's fair to say that over time it gets better and better so why is this happening now and i feel like i'm just miss i'm just lacking some information here i feel like there's something bigger at play that we don't know about and we just see this headline right Mm. Uh, there has to be something going on here. We should have Jack on the show sometime. Yeah, I would love maybe to have Jack could tell us about this. That would actually be interesting. Because be I don't know. Um, honestly, to me, this is surprising. And I, for a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, I mean, not. It's not unfair, but there's obviously a lot of targeting of China right now in in world discussions of any kind, politics, gaming, whatever it is. Um. This still surprised me. I actually, I think this is surprising genuinely, especially because China, uh, China has uh, a huge <laughs> China. <laughs> that would be a great China country has a huge. Name. I want to visit <laughs> China. China has a huge market in gaming. It's a yeah. fucking massive industry. It's so big over there. Yeah. Why? Who has an interest? Is this lobbyism? Are there non-gaming companies that are like gaming is getting too big of a market? Has somebody lobbied in China to attack gaming because it harms their own business? Like maybe it's something as simple as that, you know? Maybe it's the other parts of the entertainment industry in China that have, you know, struck a deal here that are like maybe the movie creators or the music or whatever it is that are maybe indirectly competing here. I don't know. It's just there's no logic here. I don't see how when you look at how much money it makes in China, how much it's on the way up, how many incredible international pieces of talent they have in multiple games they're insane in league they're really fucking great in dota um i think even counter-strike is on the way up in china where they're starting to have these teams that can compete on the world stage so why are you starting to stifle this when it's actually good i it there has to be some sort of behind the scenes business interests at play here i don't i don't see it being anything else I don't know if you can just chalk it up to ignorance because, again, why now then? Why not 10 years ago? No, that's well, putting restrictions on this. Maybe the people in power weren't weird. in power back then. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's you're right. We're speculating a lot. We're assuming the worst, but this is a ridiculous headline. So, uh, and it's got yeah. at least some. And we should remember that we just, it's just a headline from the New York Times. And that does not mean that all the facets and all the, yeah. you know, flavor is there for what's going right. on. But uh, without. TLDR, it sucks and it shouldn't be there and we hate it. So, yeah. All right. I want to talk about this one. I'm going to get a little angry about, guys. Just <laughs> this one made me laugh. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, Polygon, which is a site I actually use a lot. I think they have uh, overall, I mean, some of it's garbage. Let's be real. That's a lot. The same for a lot of these websites. Um, but I keep up with, you know, the tech news <laughs> and the gaming news through sites like this. I saw that they had a a list of the top 100 games of the last decade. Of course, for those that you don't know, decade means 10 years. So 10 years ago, what games are the best? Let's go over the notable games, Cinder. We can go one by one if you'd like. So number 86, the 86th best game in the last 10 years, Kim Kardashian Hollywood. It's a mobile game. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think about this, buddy? Do you like it? Oh, I love do you like it. Playing? I play it. I play it. I play it. I play it. I play five hours a day. I'm actually addicted to this game. Okay. Gl- Hell glad yeah. to hear it. Uh, <laughs> um, let's skip ahead a little bit. Uh, at yeah. number 47, Dota Auto Chess. I think that's okay. reasonable. Nice. It's a newer Very, thing, you know. 
impressive that they've dug into Dota Auto Chess. I wonder where Dota's going to place them. Yeah, let's we'll get down to the list. It's fine. So God of War 38. I think that's fair. That's a really good game. Amazing game. Yep. Uh, Portal 2. Very iconic. 28. Rank 28. Excellent game. Sure. Rocket League, number 23. Very, uh, it's very popular in North America. Um, I think this is probably pretty fair, actually, because it's of its own genre almost. Nobody else really sure. competes with it. Number 23, I'm fine with that. So far, CS... I'm not mad at anything, including Kim Kardashian. <laughs> okay, maybe CSGO, 21. I think this is a bit low for probably the best FPS of all time. Let's be real. Although maybe this, we can go on a rant about how CSGO is actually worse than the other Counter-Strikes. But regardless, it's very popular. 21, a little low. Overwatch number 19. Are you fucking kidding me? You put Overwatch over CSGO? What a shit fucking game. This game is so bad. How is this on top 20? How is this top 40? It's a complete fucking financial disaster. Just because people are investing money doesn't make it a good game. This game is shit. Okay. So okay, that's, okay, uh, okay. that's number Look, 19. I know I know you're getting upset here. Let's try okay. to keep a cool head. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. Is it fair that Overwatch is above Kim Kardashian Hollywood? Yes, that that I'm fine with. Okay, they did a good okay. job making sure that Overwatch is a higher right. rank than Kim Kardashian okay. Hollywood. Uh, next, we have PUBG at number eleven. This is an interesting one because, and I'm not sure how to feel about it because it did start this revolution, right? If you mm-hmm. want to call it that, for this genre, the battle royale. I I think it was way too short lived to be eleventh though. I feel like not not that it's not going on anymore, but. When it first came out, it was a huge deal for, I want to say, like one month. And then people realized that it ran like garbage. It was not optimized at all. They couldn't handle the amount of people. They just had so many issues. Mm-hmm. But 11th, I think that's a bit of a stretch. I still think CSGO, I mean, I'm biased in that regard. What do you think? Let's just talk about this one briefly. PUBG at number 11. I've never played it, so I can't tell you how good it is. Um, but... Mm. I don't know. It, it also really depends what their criteria are, right? Like, right. what what do they consider? Is it is it the best game? Is it the most influential game? Is it the one that's funniest to play or the one that offers, you know, you, there can be a really, really fucking good game that's not famous, right? Yeah. Like, you could, you could go out of your... You could put a game in the top five for you personally of best games of the last decade that 90% of people have never even heard about. Right. And that's just your opinion, right? So if somebody thinks PUBG was a really great game... Like, like I said, I haven't played it. It wouldn't surprise me that PUBG was a really good game, but the engine was just shit, so they lost their players. But that the core idea, the implementation and all this stuff was good, but it just got way more popular than it was ready for. Like, they didn't have the infrastructure. They didn't think it was going to be this million smash hit that suddenly had, like, X million players at once when they were ready for, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred thousand, you know? It's, that server capacity is something. Uh, right. Running a big game is not as easy as you might think. So I mean, I've I've made a lot of tier lists. Criteria maybe, is important. I definitely agree with that. That's why you give leeway to certain mm-hmm. ranks here and there. You know, that's why PUBG. I'm not saying it's totally wrong. I definitely wouldn't have put it 11th just because of all the issues that it's had. But right. I can understand if you look I think at it. Depending from a on certain, what you focus on, I I could see it. Right. I could see it on. Uh, next, Fair we have enough. Fortnite at 10. I'm actually surprised it was so low. It's lower than I thought. Yeah. I thought it would be top five for sure. Uh, League of Legends is sixth on the list. Uh, I think that's fair as well. Let's go over the top five. Mm-hmm. Number five is Pokemon Go. 
this is where the criteria really come into play. Because for me, yes. this game is actually iconic. It is. In what it did. Um, yes. It but it basically, didn't last very long, right? It didn't last very long. But for the month that it came out and was really popular, this actually <laughs> changed. Yeah. It changed the infrastructure of, of the city I lived in, basically. <laughs> you would, like, really? no joke. So I was living in, I was living close to the second biggest city in Denmark at the time. And when you would go to the city on weekends to play Pokemon Go, there was so much life. It was incredible. Like, there were so many people coming out to go to the park, to be at the museums, to just hang out and be there and talk about Pokemon. The amount of people that were in the streets, young people between 15 and 25, like exploded. It was crazy mm. how much more life there was in the streets. And you immediately, with like satellite view, if you just did a recording of that month, you could tell when Pokemon Go was fading. It was actually crazy. That's pretty cool. So... To me, that was a really spec. It was really spectacular. Unfortunately, similar to what it sounds like with PUBG, I think the game just wasn't ready for the scale that it got. Like, <clears throat> it didn't have enough longevity. There wasn't enough to do. The fad quickly died away. There's still plenty of people that play Pokemon Go, obviously. Uh, but the, if it could have maintained the numbers that it did in the start, it would have been a fucking phenomenon. Like, that right. would have been insane if it could have helped that for just half a year or whatever. But the timing of the release was incredible for Denmark, right? It was around the summertime, which was obviously planned. They they released it around Western summertime. I think it was, was it in May or June or something? I remember the weather being really good uh, when we were out playing it. So, yeah. <coughs> Honestly, awesome. I'm not mad at this being top five just because of the splash that it made. And again, it depends on your criteria, right? Because Pokemon Go is not a better game than CSGO, okay? It just isn't. It isn't a better game. It doesn't have more depth. But... The way it like impacted life for some people and the right. way it caters to different players and got people active and going outside, I think is pretty fucking cool. And it was a really cool proof of concept of what perhaps future mobile games could draw on with getting out into the real world and doing something out there that interacts with the game. Uh, they did that better than any game had before. I think it drew largely on a game called, I think it was called, was it called Ingest or something? A game that had a similar technology based on GPS where you would go out and conquer areas with manpower. Like you would basically own parts of the world by having been there or something. Mm. I think they used part of that algorithm to determine where Pokemon would be. Ingress was what it was called, right? Ingress. Um, but that was so not just, nearly just as popular. Just to be clear, the, the criteria, so. I don't know how specific they get, but it essentially says Polygon picks their favorite games of the past 10 years. Yeah, I mean, okay. which is super su even more subjective than a normal criteria list, right? Yeah. So it, let's it's move basically, on. Basically, we do so, whatever we want. So know, number four no... is Kentucky Route Zero. Have you ever heard of this? Kentucky game? Fried What? I've never. I've literally never heard of this game. Do you make chicken in it? I guess number three, another game I have never heard of. Maybe you have Spelunky. I have heard of this. Have yeah. you played it? I've not played it, but I've actually considered it, and I've heard it should be something special. Again, is, does this deserve to be top three for the last decade? Hard to say. I haven't played it, but supposedly it's probably, it's not a big title because it doesn't have, you know, like, it's more of an indie game as far as I know. It's not, it's a, hmm. um, oh, what's this genre called? Garbage? But Just no, <laughs> within, within the genre, it's, it, I believe this is a really good game. Um, so if you're yeah, into I, that I kind of say. game, I could see it. I could see it being, it, it is, is it just a platformer? 
someone I mean, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on, I'm not gonna shit on games I have zero knowledge of other than Kim Kardashian Hall. Oh, it's a roguelike. There it is. Yes, it's a roguelike. All right, number if two. You like, yeah, fair enough. Number two, we have Breath of the Wild, very popular game, Zelda. I believe it's for the Switch and probably other stuff. Uh, amazing game the first time you played. Holy okay. shit, I was, I loved this game. I think. The one downside it has, which for me is a shame, but some a lot of games are like this, is that the replayability for me just isn't really there. But the first time playing through this game, this was the best game of the year for me when I played it. I, when did it come out? Two or three years ago? Fuck, man, this game's good. Um, okay. I'm totally fine with this being this high. As, as a single-player game, it may be the best game of the last decade. But again, it depends what you're focusing on. If it's God of War, uh, that, that that first playthrough, if it's that like the first experience of playing through a game and the universe, or if it's being able to sink in hundreds of hours, or you know whatever your criteria are, this game is really really good. Uh, the first time, I loved it. I had so much fun with it. Um, I don't remember how long I played my first save file. Maybe I played like eighty hours on my first character and then in total since then i've played less than 10 so it's like it's a one-time thing for me that was really special and then but yeah love just that like game. your virginity it was super good lost yes, and it's exactly. gone forever so the number yeah. one game of the last decade which actually was not a surprise to me at all was dota 2 just fucking kidding it's minecraft which <laughs> was not a surprise at all minecraft number one massive game extremely unique like everything about it. i i've never played it. it's not my personal style i you know i don't like it but i can i have no problem with this being number one honestly zero problem with it yeah <clears throat> but again yes yeah go on i was just gonna say but that means that uh as you may have uh noticed dota is not on the top 100 list of the past decade how do you yes. feel about that cinderin okay so before I, we before i get your your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So there's one thing to have a criteria. That's fine. I, like I said, I've done a bunch of tier lists in the past. People get mad about stuff because they don't understand what the criteria actually was because it just depends on your perspective. I'm sorry. I don't care what the fuck your perspective is. If you make a list of the top 100 games for whatever criteria, if Dota 2 is not on it, you fucking suck at your job. Plain and simple. Like you can argue what number it should be. Dota Auto Chess is 40. That's a mod within this game that is hugely successful, has changed the entire landscape of esports e in general by having the highest prize pools every fucking year. How is this not on your top 100 list? Goddamn ridiculous. Stupid. I was, An artifact I was should be there too. I was thinking for a second. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just kidding. I was thinking for a second if the reason they didn't put it on the top 100 of the last decade is that they're like, well, Dota is older than the last decade because Dota is from Warcraft 3, which is from before 2010. But... That CSGO. gets killed immediately by the fact that CSGO is on there, right? Yeah. Because Counter-Strike was also a mod in a different game in Half-Life. So that argument's out there. I, honestly, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Like, <laughs> I, I, For me, Kim Kardashian Hollywood, it is great, <laughs> but it is it, it does not offer me the same replayability as Dota 2 does. It really doesn't. Like, Here's the um, thing, though. Like, I can understand that no, nobody on this staff plays Dota 2. I'm okay with that. I understand how this works. But you can leave this off the list. The only thing I can think of was that it was an oversight. They were looking over the list and they saw Dota Auto Chess and they just assumed it was Dota 2. I'm like, that's the only thing I can think of. That's still stupid, but that is honestly ridiculous. not out of the I don't know. But the, the 
yeah, I, I can't really explain it. You know, every time if you're if you were put in the if you were given this task, all right, let's say you were the one person who was given the task of rating your top hundred games from the last decade. hundred games is a lot of games. That's a yes. lot of video games to play, to test, and to try out. I don't know how many people they were writing this list, but for none of them to have played Dota two, and that can't even be the case because they have Dota Auto Chess, right? Maybe they they tried Dota two, but they didn't even put it on the top hundred because there was no tutorial. They just didn't understand the game. And then they just went and played auto chess. <clears throat> mm. I don't know. Like, uh, obviously, based on player base, based on complexity and the depth of the game, we don't need to justify that this game should be on this list. I'm just trying to understand why it isn't. And the only things that come to mind are either they made a mistake and forgot it, two, the auto chess thing that you just said, or three, that there's some sort of sponsorship involved here. Like, a lot of the time when. When prizes are handed out, right? A lot of the tri- times when people get prizes or awards, they paid for them. You know what would be the pettiest thing ever? You know how League prevents their pro players from streaming other games like Dota? Mm-hmm. What if like, League's like, hey, you can't put us on your top 100 list unless Dota 2 is not on it. That's what Eat I'm saying. Dick. That's what I mean by sponsorship. <laughs> like maybe, may, you know, like I know it's, but Overwatch mm. is still on there. But still, you know, like there's no, Han isn't on there either. Right, last decade, Han not top hundred, really. Like, Han, think about it. What year was that? Ten years? Is it when it came from, out? Isn't it from? Isn't it from two thousand ten? Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Han a hundred percent should be on this list as well. This should that be was, on the list too, right? That was a hmm. really fucking only league game. is on there, and they're up really high. That is interesting. Hmm. Well, okay. Conspiracy theories. I like it. Beautiful. <laughs> Again, they so, didn't yeah. say their criteria, so you can't really. I don't know. You can't talk about it too much. You can be like, it makes sense that a lot of these games are on there, and there are some games that should be on there too, clearly. All right, let's but move yeah. on because we are going over time. Maybe we should skip a topic. And we can talk about this real quick. So I won't go yeah, too sure. into specific, but there's a YouTuber named Markiplier. If you haven't heard of him, <clears throat> he, again, I'm just going based off of memory here, he did a, I believe, a YouTube stream. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people were posting emotes, and they were banned for using these emotes. I don't know that. I don't know the story behind the emotes and whether they're actually offensive or not. I'd assume not. I know. I know a bit more here, actually. Okay, so please. let me take this because I watched the video where he talks about it. Okay, good. So basically, he did a YouTube stream, and he did some sort of thing where the chat had an influence on what he was doing. So you know, you give the chat the choice: like, should I go left? Should I go right? Mm-hmm. And then, in order to choose which path he should go. Uh, they could use the yay or nay emotes, similar to the ones we have on Twitch, where you yeah. literally just hold up a green or a red flag. Now, uh, some people would write a lot of yays in a row in one message, or a lot of nays in a row in one message. Just, you know, mm-hmm. people will do that, uh, because they're very excited or whatever. And they would suddenly get their account suspended. But it wasn't just YouTube. They would flat out get their fucking Google account banned. That's the reason this is a about. problem yeah. is you do something on YouTube that... It's an automated system, by the way. This wasn't manual bans. It was just the system detecting spam. And obviously, YouTube, it's understandable. They have problems with spam. There's tons of bots that are trying to mislead people or whatnot to scam sites. But for the detection system to just ban out this random emote string that has no... There's nothing dangerous in it. There's no scripting or anything going on. It's just a string of emotes. Banning that from YouTube messages is one thing. You could be like, you were banning. You cannot chat on YouTube anymore. Then you can file an appeal and be like, hey, man, come on. I was just writing emotes. That's one thing. It's like getting banned on Twitch. 
your Google account is tied to a lot of stuff nowadays. Yes. It's not just whether you watch a stream on YouTube. It's access to your fucking email. These people can maybe not do business right now. They lost their business email or they lost their university email or their school email that they need to log into their university system so that they can get access to their files that they need to have their education. That's just It's just not fucking okay. So you know, it's really that simple. Like that's fucking this, crazy. Yeah, that's so that is super scary because yeah, I use almost exclusively Google products. Like obviously our YouTube channel, like you said, yeah. Gmail, Google Drive is literally all my yep. files. It's if yep. I didn't have that, I I would be I would probably cry. Like I would have nothing. Apparently their accounts have been reinstated, but the thing that makes it interesting is the fact that all these people were complaining and YouTube yep people said they couldn't do anything about it they just have to you know stick with the ban it wasn't until markiplier made a video that they did that they changed their stance on this that's pretty fucked up that's really stupid so hopefully that doesn't end up being a thing going forward but that's very scary and it actually reminds me of something cinder if you want to finish before mm -hmm. i change the topic slightly yeah so I, i think youtube has got a lot of flack lately not just for this there's been like multiple incidents this year with their automated systems making mistakes and i think it's still really important to remember that it's something a lot of companies are trying to do with like google and valve they're trying to do this machine learning and having the system be self-regulating so that they don't need manpower for it so it's cheaper and that it's it's something that over time and over the next many years will get better and better, but it's still in its infancy. And there will be a lot of fucking problems and a lot of fucking errors. And the least thing you can do is to own up to it and be like, okay, our system can't solve every problem. Right. We still need people. Like, it's fine that you have this utopia where you don't even need people monitoring the computer anymore, but you're not there yet. Like, these systems cannot handle all the intricacies of language or all the intricacies of behavior. It doesn't understand it yet. And one of the other things I can quickly mention this about YouTube that they did lately that they got a lot of flack for too is that somebody did basically a huge data mining where they uploaded videos with different titles. And they made this like long list of blacklisted words where if you had this word in the title of your video, it couldn't be monetized. Mm. And one of them was gay or homosexual. So if you're a gay person that was uploading a video to talk about gay rights or your community or whatever it is, you couldn't monetize it. That's really fucked up. And the reason, yep. supposedly, that that wasn't monetizable was that uh, the way the machines and the algorithm gets trained is by people from around the world telling it what is right and what is wrong. So what if a lot of the people that are employed by YouTube to monitor and test and train this algorithm are from countries where homosexuality is not legal? Because mm-hmm. they're cheaper labor. It's cheaper to get people from third world countries that maybe aren't as far on gay rights. And now suddenly you have an algorithm that is telling people that being gay is bad. That's a fucking problem. Okay. Like that's putting it mildly. That is a huge problem. So I mean, YouTube, there's this huge disconnect where YouTube is catering and is largely a Western. It's a Western source. Largely. It's obviously a huge Asian part, huge Western part. It's big all over the world. But if you have an algorithm that is being trained by what is basically a minority and they get to decide what is right and what's wrong, that's Mm -hmm. a problem. You have to have this very multifaceted, you need to hire people from, you need to hire people from the countries where it fucking costs money to hire those people from, because it gives you a more broader and more accurate view and representation of what the system should be, because the system should represent the people that use it. And right now it's the way it at least was recently, it represents 
a very small sub sub part of people that use the system. So it's extremely misleading. And I mean, I can speak from my own experience in the YouTube realm. You know, the we get, we, I wouldn't say we get copyright stricken all the time. We get like monetization stricken, I guess you could call it, where they just don't monetize mm-hmm. your video a lot. Like the one in particular that we got copyright struck that I was actually kind of pissed about. Remember that song I sang with the artifact, the long haul song? Mm-hmm. We got yeah. copyright struck for that. I'm singing the song myself and we got copyright struck. That's fucking stupid. I know. I know. Uh, yeah, YouTube is, yeah. they've been going downhill for a long time, unfortunately. Um, oh, but this does remind me just quickly. I recently downloaded Warcraft 3, Cinderin, and I have a legit CD key, okay? And I didn't know mm-hmm. how to get the game itself because I don't have the CD anymore. I just have the CD key. So I mm-hmm. went and downloaded an ISO, okay, on okay. a torrent site. And I install it. I use my actual CD key. I try logging in. I'm banned from Battle.net now. I didn't realize that you could go on Blizzard's site, Battle.net, and download the game itself. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. So now I'm, I'm banned from Battle.net despite actually having a legit CD key. Isn't that fucking stupid? That is ridiculous. I mean, that, that is... That is stupid and funny at the same time. I understand it's funny. I'm not crying uh, or anything because it is just Warcraft 3. So not a big loss. Old ass game. Um, but I mean, yeah, obviously. The thing is, it's a bit... How do you <laughs> how do you solve that? Do you write to him and you're like, hey, so I own the game, but I don't physically have the CD anymore. And I didn't know right, it's, that, that the game isn't... That it's just available for download on your site if you have a key. Um, would you consider, you know, I ended up downloading an ISO and using my real CD key and therefore it got banned. Right. I don't know. It, it's a bit weird, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure they have it all of two people working on that game. Although they are coming out with Reforged, so I guess they would have a few more. But you're only banned. Do you use any other Blizzard games? You're only banned in Warcraft 3. Or I did they actually Warcraft. ban you from Blizzard? I think it's games. just Warcraft 3, although I have not technically, I mean, I don't play any other Blizzard games anymore, so I wouldn't know okay. technically. I could check out and let you guys know if if I'm banned from Hearthstone, for example, I'm gonna be talking about. If you're banned from Battle.net games, that's pretty annoying. It's probably not good. I I doubt it. If that's the case, then. Oh no, I can't play Heroes of the Storm anymore, guys. Oh shit. No, no. no. Okay, so you wanted to finish the episode with something real quick. Yeah. So the League of Legends World Finals should get a mention as well now that it's the sixth best game in the world and dota isn't even top 100 so we definitely need to use a big part of this uh on league of legends now so league of legends worlds took place i believe the finals was this sunday so two days ago um there was a lot of hype build up around it because there was once again a western team in the finals and they got fucking destroyed so it was not really that exciting from what i understand they just got run over 3-0 uh, kind of similar to the finals of the minor, actually, where IG kind of just destroyed Chaos I, and wiped the floor with them. I don't keep track of this stuff, Cinder, in League at all. Like, I haven't watched games or anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a yearly thing that we talk about, generally. Like, oh, it's a 3-0 stomp. Does this happen a lot? Sounds like it does. Or maybe it's just I, me remembering that. Over... Yeah, I mean, it's been twice in a row, I think. Okay. Uh, I, I don't remember the exact history of it. I think... What I know for a fact is that generally China and Korea are considered the strongest regions on the world scene. So the fact that a European team in G2 got to the finals was already great, and they're already proud of that, but obviously they would have liked to win or at least look better. But they just, the way it sounded, they just didn't perform. Like, it wasn't that the other team played insanely well. It was just as much that they had 
a poor showing. So that's always a shame, right? Like no matter who wins, you want the teams to play their best because that's what's entertaining to see. So, but yeah, I don't know enough about the game anymore and the intricacies to really tell you how much of it is true. I didn't watch them. Uh, I just tabbed in, saw one team be ahead by like 4K goal, and I was like, okay, well, this is over. Uh, 4K? That's a that's yeah. a stomp. Yeah, they were they were up like 4K minute 20. That's a huge stomp in league. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. The gold works very differently there. I uh, see. Okay. Much smaller uh, leads are much bigger. All right. So that brings it. us to the the end of the episode. For people that haven't watched, we usually do something fun at the end, uh, which we had real struggle coming up with, Cinderin. But we came up with this: What fruits? Do you love and hate, Cinderin? I love our transitions to the fun segments because they're always so unrelated. There's like nothing <laughs> fucking common. Speaking of else. League of Legends being the sixth best game in the last decade, what fruit do you love and hate, Cinderin? <laughs> okay. So we both did, we did a top five we like yes. and a bottom three we dislike. I did not put mine in perfect order, by the way. I will just say okay. my fav- five favorite fruits and my least three favorite. Okay. Do I go first? I don't know. How do you want to do this? You came up with this. Okay. It's your rules. I can tell you the absolute worst easily. So that one I can rate. But okay, l- okay let's do... Um, I can actually re- rate my bottom three. All right. I'll do my, my good ones first. And then you do your good ones. Okay. Okay. Five best fruits. And unlike Polygon, we have criteria here. It's the best fruit to eat by itself. It's not as an ingredient. It's not... Because then tomato for me would be really high, right? Because I fucking love food that has tomato in it. But Mm -hmm. by itself, tomatoes are good, but they're not top five fruit. Okay. Pineapple, Mm -hmm. strawberry, Mm -hmm. banana, watermelon, and cherries were my top We're going to have an interesting conversation in just a couple minutes, my friend. All right. right. You go. So my top five in no particular order. Actually, let's do this in a particular order. Number five is Mm -hmm. strawberries. Number four is okay. cherries. Number three is kiwi. I also love kiwi. Number two good. is pineapple. And number one is mango. You cannot oh, get fruit okay. better than a fresh mango. Mango's Unbelievable really fruit. Good. Really good. Yeah. All right. Honestly, it's really like when I looked at all the fruits that were listed, I was like, man, there's so many that are really good. Like, yeah. I was for me like choosing this top five. There's so many that are like tied or very. Close, I haven't had a fruit in so long. It's just I'm really crazy. All of the ones now. you mentioned, I love. I love all. Of them. We had three in, in common, right? We had cherries, banana, and strawberry. Or no, so cherries, pineapple, and strawberry. Cherry, right? pineapple, strawberry. Yeah. So yeah. Mango, we both had those top five. So that's that's very similar, actually, considering how big the roster is. Yep. That's interesting. Right. Okay. Bottom. Talk some bottom shit three. too. Talk some shit about these things. I will. The apps, okay, I'll do them in reverse order. So the worst one last. Okay. Because okay. I had a hard time choosing three because there were only two that I wholeheartedly believed should be here. But the third worst for me was coconut meat. And it was simply by necessity of having a third. It's not that I dislike Did it. Did you it's say just not coconut meat? Yes. Is that a that thing? Was one what of does them. that mean? That was one of meat? the fruits. Why, why would you say coconut, meat? Coconut also has juice inside. If you break open a coconut, it okay. has juice in the center and then it has the flesh. Or the meat, right? Um, do by people, itself, okay, hold, just eating, it's not that interesting. Do people actually say that? Hmm? It was coconut the list. meat. Was it called coconut meat? Okay, I'm gonna look it up again. It says coconut meat on the list. There's yeah. the juice. Okay, have you ever broken open a coconut before in your life? No, but I've seen it. Okay, I understand so you what you're saying. Go there's outside two, on the yeah, concrete, you fucking variety. smash it. Sure, but. Right. Do you actually? I've never heard anyone say coconut meat. That just sounds weird. But okay. Okay, but that Go is ahead. what it is. That's fine. Yeah, that's the third worst. Second worst, easily olives. 
Okay. They're not good. I don't good. like olives either. Yeah. They're not good on their own. They're not good in stuff. They don't look appetizing. There's like actually nothing good about olive except the color. The color is kind of nice on paintings. So good job black? olive on that. Okay. No, the olive, not the black olives. Oh, the, the olive olives. Olive. Yeah, okay. that's the why the color is called olive. Right. It's named after Continue. the fruit. There you go. Okay. Finally. With absolutely no questions asked, the worst fruit in the world, absolute garbage fucking trash tier is grapefruit. It is so bad. <laughs> it is not good for anything. I like grapefruit. It, it ruins okay. everything it's in. Okay. That's it's interesting. Just huh. Flat out terrible. I hate it. That's so it, it is that so feels bad. like a very weird one to hate with that much passion, you know? Although you're gonna say the same thing about my list, because there's one I fucking cannot stand. Um okay. Fair enough. I, I wouldn't say I love grapefruit. It's kind of, it's okay. I'm not going to like be disgusted by it, but I won't really go out to eat it either or go out of my way to eat it. So everybody already knows my least favorite, even though I really consider it a vegetable. I know that it's a fruit. I still consider <laughs> tomatoes a vegetable. Everyone know that this is by far my least favorite, so I won't even have like a discussion about it. It is yeah. the most, and I love tomato sauce. I love ketchup. Ketchup's my favorite condiment. Tomatoes are just the most disgusting thing that anyone's ever uh, concocted up. That's, it's so funny to me. But yeah, <clears throat> I okay. I these other two, I I don't hate them as much as tomatoes. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but they're easily my least two favorite. And I think at least one of them will shock you, Cinder. Okay, I'm ready. And this is on taste. Good alone. Buzzfeed not, lead in. So number great the polygon one, lead in. The first one is cantaloupe. I really dislike cantaloupe. Really. I think it's very... We should probably preface this for people that don't know what this is. This is a, it's basically honey melon, right? That's what you call it in... A melon. We just call most it melon. Countries. Yeah. Or cantaloupe. I, I believe this is called honey melon in Danish. Honey okay. melon. I'm pretty sure it's I, the exact same thing. I'm not a fan. Right. It's a type of melon. It's just like... It, it tastes like almost nothing, except it tastes kind of bad. You know, it's not rock like... lemon. Like oh, if some I people are calling it I'm rock lemon. I see. Okay. Or lemon. And this rock other melon. one was on your top That's five great, list, though. Cinderin. I really can't stand it. I've always hated it. People always watermelon? love it. Watermelon? Are you watermelon. fucking kidding me? I hate watermelon. Watermelon so bottom three. It tastes like dirty water to me. That's what it tastes like. What? Just, it tastes like washed up dirty water. I can't stand eating it. The seeds suck ass. You might as well just be I don't drinking know water. Why, why eat this piece of shit fruit? It's a pain in the ass to eat. It's a pain in the ass to, to cut into. <laughs> I don't know what's harder to believe between <laughs> tomato and watermelon being bottom three. It's both uh, really weird. No, I, okay, man, watermelon bottom three. Holy shit. That's Here's the something. thing, though. I, I understand. Like, I will admit when I, at something I don't like is not normal. I think not liking watermelon is not normal at all. Most people love watermelon. I think mm-hmm. that not liking tomato is semi-common. That's not that unusual, in my opinion. Mm. Uncooked raw tomato. Yeah, probably, I think it's probably there's a decent more amount of people common, that don't actually. like. I think you're right. Watermelon is like universally like, loved. Most people me. are at least fine with watermelon because it basically tastes watery and sweet, and most people can work with that. Watery tomato has a very like distinct dirt. taste, actually. Yes. Even though it's also largely water, I would say uh, it's, I, it's different. I should but. mention, even though we cherry was on my top five list, but in terms of hmm. these fruits, kind of, you know, as a flavor for drinks or whatever else the case may be mm-hmm. cherry even like pepto-bismol cherry is not even close number one by far mm-hmm. it's the best makes do everything you, taste better um, cherry coke do you have a melon that you like because now two of your bottom three were melons right what other melons so, are there 
um, there are I don't know what they're called then because I like cucumbers. Cantaloupe and watermelon. Uh, let me see. I do like cucumbers quite a bit. Salt and cucumber, very good. And pickles. Oh, that's good. Oh, pickles are good. Mm. Honeydew melon. Oh, that's that the one called honey melon. Sorry, I got it wrong. Honey Honeydew melon. melon. Cant canting cantaloupe is something else. My bad. It's rock melon, right? Let me then look this up. Rock. Actually, cantaloupe. Honey, honeydew melon. Yeah, cantaloupe. Garbage. Okay. So that brings us to the end of the episode, Cinderin. Thanks again. As <laughs> so all... <laughs> you didn't answer the question. <laughs> I don't want to answer any more questions. We've gone over time. Okay. Appreciate everybody. Understood. You have hate you watched... Honeydew Melon. Have you watched In Bruges or Joker? No. No. Okay, excellent. We're Remember, out of guys... time. I can't elaborate on that. Sorry, guys. Thank God. I really want to hear the reasons why you haven't watched it. It's yeah. really not getting old at all. Remember, guys, you can watch this episode of We Say Things Live every Tuesday at 1 a.m. PST, 10 CET, now that we've switched time zones finally, on twitch.tv slash sunsfantv. And of course, if you missed it live, don't fret because it'll be uploaded to Dota Cinema's YouTube channel. And it's available via audio on all audio apps. You can just go to sunsfan.gg slash podcast. Click on our podcast. There's a little button that says like other sources. It literally shows all of the podcast apps that are available. It's everything. I'm telling you, it's everything. If it's not, then just contact me. We're on Spotify. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Until next time, Sunsfan Cinder and signing out. Remember, we're doing a Reddit AMA later today. So check it out if you have time. Bye-bye. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah.